Whoopi Goldberg is livid, threatening to quit The View over her suspension, according to sources by the New York Post. Now, the funny thing about this is that Whoopi Goldberg basically just can't keep her mouth shut, right? Because here's the thing. When you make comments that are bad, typically the best thing to do is, you know, shut up afterwards. But let's get right into this story. Whoopi Goldberg is livid after she was suspended from The View over her claim the, that the Holocaust was not about race and is telling co-workers she is going to quit the show, according to a source. Goldberg, who's 66, hmm, maybe you should just add another 6 to that, feels humiliated at being disciplined by ABC execs after she followed their advice to apologize for the ill-conceived comments a well-placed insider told the Post. She feels ABC executives mishandled this. She followed their playbook. She went on the late show with Stephen Colbert and then apologized again on The View the next day, a source said. The source added that while Goldberg is taking the suspension hard and says she wants to leave the show, insiders believe she's likely just sounding off. Her ego has been hurt and she's telling people she's going to quit, the source said. Suspension from The View is like getting suspended from Bravo. The bar is very low. So the reps for Goldberg and NBC did not return requests for comment. Goldberg raised eyebrows on The View Monday when she insisted that Nazis and Jews were both white. And higher-ups at the network urged Goldberg to make amends on The Late Show that evening, but she repeated the statement while attempting to clarify her comments. The next day, she invited Anti-Defamation League CEO Jonathan Greenblatt on the show to discuss her offensive remarks and to apologize again. But her words weren't enough for ABC top brass. Kim Godwin, ABC News president, announced her decision to suspend Goldberg for two weeks late Tuesday, telling staffers that such decisions are never easy but necessary. Words matter, and we must be cognizant of the impact our words have. Goblin wrote in a memo to employees that Deb Goldberg's initial comments wrong and hurtful. As news of the suspension rippled through the network, it angered not only Goldberg, but also her co-host on the daytime talk show. I love Whoopi Goldberg, I love The View, and Navarro told the Daily Beast on Tuesday evening. This was an incredibly unfortunate incident, Whoopi is a lifelong ally to the Jewish community. She is not an anti-Semite, period. I am sad, and I have nothing else to say. Goldberg first argued that the Holocaust went beyond race during a discussion on The View about a Tennessee school district's decision to ban Moss, the Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel about a Holocaust survivor. The Holocaust isn't about race. No, it's not about race, Goldberg said. It's about man's inhumanity to man. So, I mean, feel free to give your thoughts on this sort of thing, right? But here's the thing to really uh, understand about Whoopi Goldberg. Like, let's just do like a quick, uh, a quick search, right? So, uh, Whoopi 
Goldberg net worth, right? Just to get like a really rough understanding of her financial situation. So, according to Google, or I guess Wikipedia, is about $45 million, but that's in 2011. So, how much would be Goldberg worth in 2021? I mean, yeah, we could probably try that. Actually, let's get... There should be a better something. Okay, how much does Whoopi Goldberg make on The View? Okay, let's check that one out. Let's see, let's see. Uh, Skip that, skip that. Okay, where the hell is your net worth? Oh my god. Okay, so Whoopi Goldberg's net worth is around $60 million, according to Sports Kita, right? Or I guess Celebrity Net Worth, whatever that side is. Whoopi Goldberg is estimated to be worth around $60 million, as per the data pooled from multiple publications, and the co-host reportedly earns around... Eight million dollars per year for the view. So for her being on the view, she makes like eight million dollars if you were to believe this, right? So let's put this into perspective. Number one, is there another company that would be willing to pay her anything like this amount for her? Probably not. Like, let's be real. Probably not. Number two. This amount of money is not small, no matter who you are, unless you're like a multi-billionaire, right? Like, $8 million per year to speak basically a bunch of BS nonstop and complain and attack people and all that kind of stuff, right? Just be basically annoying, like an annoying person. I think a lot of people would take that gig, right? So, for example, if you stumble upon this, right, if you know that you can make $8 million per year and you don't got to do any research, you could just complain, you could basically just, like, have, like, you know, complaining sessions, basically, right? Wouldn't you take that? I mean, no matter who you are, like, that's basically easy money, right? So, she might you know, say that she's going to quit because her ego is hurt, but the reality of it, she knows very well that there is no other company that would be willing to give her $8 million per year for basically nothing, okay? You got to really understand that. What other company would really be willing to pay her anything close to this amount? Like, just think about it right? But you also got to view it as this. She's not going to be actually willing to quit because the money's just too good, right? But it could be very possible that the ABC, the ABC's The View, right, might actually fire her, right, if she keeps acting up because they know they could actually just save a whole bunch of money by replacing her with, like, new talent. Right? 
So that's something to really think about too. So Whoopi, the best thing for her to do is probably to just shut up so that she could keep making this amount of money, right? Because there's no other place that she's going to be able to make this amount of money. Otherwise, it would not be surprising for her to be replaced for someone that is young, probably prettier, probably a little bit more respectful, or maybe not even respectful. They could be completely nuts, right? But they could pay them probably less than $100,000 a year for Whoopi Goldberg's job, okay? Like, if you could replace this overhead, like, basically, Whoopi Goldberg gave ABC a perfect excuse to literally just cut ties with her if they want to, right? So you got to really understand when you are on like a show or like a platform or whatever that you have no control over, that you are not the owner, that you are not the boss, guess what? When you are an employee, you could be cut at any time for pretty much any reason. And if you give basically your employer a pretty easy out when you're costing them potentially a lot of money, why wouldn't they do that, right? Now, I don't know what her actual like worth in their eyes she is, but who knows? If they view her as more of a liability now because of her statements about the Holocaust, maybe it makes perfect sense for them to be like, See ya, Whoopi. We're done with you. Have a nice life. And then they just end up hiring a very young new talent for like 100000 a year, $200,000 a year, if that, right? Because I was watching um, a podcast with one of the re- former Republican people that sat on The View like I guess for like her first year roughly or first few months of like being showcased on the view she didn't actually make any money like she had to volunteer basically her time so wouldn't it make sense that the view might just have volunteers show up and pop up so they don't even got to pay them anything that's something to really think about right So Goldberg has earned most of her fortune from her on-screen acting projects over the course of her career since 1982. Now, prior to her foray into Hollywood, she acted in several drama productions. She made her debut in feature films with William Farley's Citizen, I'm Not Losing My Mind, I'm Giving It Away when she was around 26. And a year after her debut in films, Whoopi Goldberg started her one-woman production spook show, which ran on Broadway from 1984 to 1985. And the show was later named after her go- after going to the Broadway. A recording of her performance also earned her a Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album. So the actress received the most recognition for her career-defining role as Celie Johnson in Steven Spielberg's 1980 film The Color Purple, for which she earned an Oscar nomination. And later in 1991, she won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Ghost.
But here's the thing, right? I mean, if she's not stupid, like, if she has not been stupid with her money, she probably wouldn't actually need to work on The View. But here's the reality. If she's not good with her money, if she was not good with her money, if she spent most of her money, she's basically screwed. Because who's going to hire her? Who's going to want to hire her? And I don't think there's going to be anyone willing to uh, pay big bucks for her as well, right? So hopefully for her sake, she manages her money well enough to where she doesn't have to work. But more than likely, she probably needs this gig at The View, to be fair. By the way, if you want to learn how to get a debt, go to 14bucks.com. Female CNN staffers are furious that Allison Gilost still has a job after the Jeff Zucker affair came out. Which, by the way, if you haven't heard, the president of CNN resigned. He quit. He's running away. Right? So female employees at CNN are furious that Chief Spokesperson Allison Galost is keeping her job after lying about her affair with newly resigned CEO Jeff Zucker for years, sources told the New York Post. So why is she allowed to keep her job, a CNN insider railed? CNN is supposed to be a transparent news network. How does she get away with lying about their affair for so long? Now, here's the thing. This kind of comment, like this kind of question, right, from this uh, CNN uh, spokesperson, right, or, you know, insider, kind of could be taken, like, as, like, a joke, right? Because... not, like, not even depending on, like, where you, like, sit in terms of, like, political views. When is the last time that you stumbled upon a CNN news report where they were transparent? Probably rare. It's probably been, like, it's probably been very rare for anyone to really stumble upon a CNN news article where there is not anything kind of shady or not anything kind of like gray or not anything kind of like slightly covered up or slightly merged into one thing, right? Because here's the thing. CNN could actually do very well if they were simply just to the point, right? Like if they were like, hey, this is what happened. Bam, bam, bam. They could probably do really well. The only problem is they don't do that. So early Wednesday, Zucker sent a memo to colleagues announcing he'd be retiring after his relationship with Galas came to light during CNN's probe into Chris Como. He called the relationship consensual and told staff that he wished he'd disclosed it sooner. Galas released a statement shortly after saying that she and Zucker had been professional colleagues for over 20 years, but their relationship changed during COVID. Interesting. One insider called the comments a total lie. They've been together for years, the source dished, and she's still lying about it today. The statement she made that recently our relationship changed during COVID is a total lie. I mean, 
feel free to give your thoughts about this, right? Now, to be frank, this honestly shouldn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Like, okay, the CNN's president was dating someone. Okay. The only thing is, if you were to start doing like any like deeper research into this situation, it honestly gets a little bit dark because her ties to the Como brothers are uh, pretty intimate. Not in necessarily the whole like physical way, but basically ties to where she could probably like manipulate things or help things go into their favor. And it gets kind of dirty the more you look. So if you're into that, feel free to do more research. But the thing is, like, this is kind of the reason why you're never really supposed to mix business with pleasure. You're supposed to, like, keep it separate. Like, this is one of the perfect examples of why you should do that. So this TikToker's hacks will save you money on almost anything. And I thought this would be pretty interesting because it talks about money. So let's get right into it. So who needs a financial advisor when you've got TikTok? A former corporate lawyer who once earned $250,000 per year. That's a pretty good chunk of sum, but that also probably comes with a crazy amount of debt, right? So she has taken to social media to pass along money-saving tips and retail hacks that are saving her 7.7 million followers troves of dough video by video. She's money lawyer Erica Kohlberg, a 31-year-old Georgetown law grad who reads the fine print to scope discounts, deals, and benefits that major retail brands and airlines offer but don't advertise. So among Kohlberg's best tricks, a little-known way to score a $400 discount at Apple and a secret path to scoring a free pair of sneakers from Nike. I want to generally have an impact. I generally want to help people to take control of their finances, Kohlberg said in a YouTube video, to hopefully show people that the power of money is not the things you can buy with it, it's the optionality and the freedom that it affords you. So let's see, let's check this one out. Free Sephora product. I have no clue what the hell a Sephora is. So let's check this out. Those are actually pretty good. That was like, it was pretty good because it was obviously a skit that also provided advice that would actually help you right away if you're interested in Sephora. Oh, let's check this one out. Free new AirPods with your credit card. Interesting. Might as well check this out. Turn on the audio. Let's check this out. Oh, that's neat. Who taught you that? Erica did. She's a lawyer and reads the fine print. 
See, this is pretty smart, right? Like, the way that she's actually doing this is, like, really clever because she's able to bring, like, entertainment, a lesson, and also to plug her own stuff. But she does it in, like, third person, which is hilarious. So that's pretty good. And there's no, like, this makes perfect sense as to why she's getting, like, crazy amount of views. So props to her. So, let's continue on the story. Oh, wow, that one had 25 million views. That one that we just listened to. Wow. So, prior to her reign as the Susie Orman of TikTok, Kohlberg used her YouTube channel as a platform to teach young followers the fundamentals of financial wellness, such as how to earn passive income. She also spoke out about how employees can protect themselves in hostile workplaces. Kohlberg, who once worked 20 hours on her birthday without complaining, said enough was enough to her firm after being told she couldn't take off to see her dying grandfather. That's dark. Like, for those that ended up, like, just stumbling upon this, right? If, like, if any job that you work for ends up doing this to you, or, like, they basically prevent you from seeing your dying family member or loved one, leave that job right away. Now, obviously, set it up to where, like, you're not, like, homeless. You have at least something lined up. But that is no job to stay in for a long time. Period. End of story. Because that just goes to show you that that job, your employers, don't give a crap about you. Like, that's pretty dark. So that first night, my boss kept giving me time-sensitive assignments, so I couldn't even make it to the hospital during visiting hours. 3 a.m., still working frantically. The following day, Coburg, for the first time in her career, asked for a deadline extension. My boss calls me, and he says, No, I can't give you an extension. I kept trying to reason with him and tell him why I needed to go spend time with my grandpa, but he kept responding to my pleas with 10 words. What do you think we pay you so much for? So defeated, I hung up, I kept working as instructed, and I couldn't get to the hospital in time for visiting hours again. My grandpa passed away shortly after. It's really hard living with that regret. Like, this is... This is kind of like a moment where you basically say, like, never again. Again, for those that end up stumbling upon this, like... This is one of the reasons why we push so hard for people to get out of debt. Because if you're out of debt, you got an emergency fund, and you got some money in investments, you can pretty much give whoever it is a middle finger and walk away if they pull something like this to you, right? You could just walk away. You could just be like, screw it, screw you. I don't want to deal with you anymore, right? So I'm glad that she eventually left this job because... That, like, this is something that she's going to, like, live with the regret of this forever, right? Like, she's going to live with the fact that she could not visit her dying grandfather. That's so freaking dark. So, Kohlberg, who is now happily self-employed, revealed she made six figures in 2020 off YouTube alone. And she's putting her legal background to good use. 
combing the policies of major retailers and airlines to help her followers exploit the bargains and loopholes that are hiding in plain sight. So the $400 buyout of Apple products, so a hack a day keeps credit card debt away. Coburg spotted an education-related deal that can knock up to $400 off price of computers, displays, and iPads from the tech tie-in. The deal, available to current and newly accepted college students and their parents, as well as faculty, staff, and homeschool teachers of all grade levels, is automatically applied when customers shop through a web page that's easily accessible on Apple's site. So yeah, I th- I think this is pretty cool, right? So she's basically like providing tips, tricks, all that kind of stuff to just help people save money at like just when you normally go and do your typical thing. I think that's pretty smart. I think it's pretty cool. She's obviously getting crazy amount of views. It's obviously working for her. like this. These TikToks are doing extremely well for her. Like I would not be surprised with the amount of views that she's getting if she leads them to any sort of product or brand deal, she's probably making close to seven figures now, if she's smart, which I'm assuming she is, right? I'm assuming she probably broke the seven-figure mark, which is pretty awesome, right? And I hope everyone's able to eventually do this at one point in their life, or at least work towards something like this, to where maybe even if you don't end up getting seven figures, you at least secure your finances in a way to where you could just walk away from a job that you just hate because you can, right? Or you can leave a bad situation because you can. And the best way to do that is to get a debt, have money in the bank for an emergency, and have money in investments. Like, once you get that stuff structured and you live below your means, you can pretty much do whatever you really want. This is literally the largest lightning bolt ever in the road. So the 477-mile-long lightning bolt across three states sets a new Mega Flash record. I thought this would just be kind of cool to just check out, right? So a single bolt of lightning measuring 477.2 miles has been confirmed as the longest ever, leaping across Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas in 2020, according to the World Meteorological Organization. The so-called Mega Flash, which was detected by scientists using satellite technology on April 19th that year, beat the previous record by a whopping 37 miles. The old record of 440.6 miles was set in Brazil on October 31st, 2018. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's check to see if they actually have, like, a video of it. Oh, that just looks super cool. It's like this massive wave of lightning. Oh, that is so cool. So the distance covered by the extreme bolt is equivalent to a direct flight from New York City to Columbus, Ohio, or from London to Hamburg, the WMO said Tuesday. That trip by airplane would take a couple of hours... In this case, the distance was covered in a matter of seconds. WMO spokesperson Claire Nolis said, and Reuters reported. The organization also reported a new world record for the duration of a lightning flash. 
Okay, so skip over this, skip over that. Okay, so that's pretty much it for this. I just thought this was like really cool. This kind of goes to show you like nature is just an amazing thing. But also, just think about it for this second, right? Imagine the amount of power that you could use if we were actually able to capture this. The only problem is we can't, right? Which sucks. I, I, with our technology right now, we cannot really harness the power from lightning bolts, which sucks because imagine the amount of power that you could harness from this massive boat of just basically pure energy. SpaceX's Starlink internet premium tier costs $500 per month. That is super expensive for uh, internet. But let's get into the story. So Elon Musk SpaceX has unveiled a premium version of its Starlink broadband internet service that it claims is lightning fast, but it won't come cheap. Dubbed Starlink Premium, the top-tier version costs a whopping $2,500 for a Wi-Fi router. Sounds like a pretty good price for a Rolex or a car, antenna, and tripod. So once the antenna is installed, the service will carry a monthly fee of $500. So must confirm the launch of Starlink Premium on his Twitter account. SpaceX is currently accepting $500 deposits for the premium antennas, which are larger than those required for his basic service tier. The first deliveries are expected in the second quarter of 2022. So Starlink Premium has more than doubled the antenna capability of Starlink, delivering faster internet speeds and higher throughput for the highest demand users, including businesses, Starlink's website says. So Starlink Premium provides a noticeable performance boost compared to the company's basic service. The company notes subscribers can expect download speeds of 150 to 500 megabits per second, up from 50 to 150 megabits per second on the original. Let's see. Now, the higher-end version is also much more expensive than Starlink Spacing Tier, which carries a $500 equipment fee and $99 monthly cost. Now, here's the thing. $99 is still kind of pricey, right? I mean, there are services out there that you could get for like $80, $60, $40, right? So SpaceX noted the new offering is aimed at small offices, storefronts, and super users across the globe. The company also noted the premium tier is ideal for rural and remote locations with all service locations managed through one account, no matter how remote. The private space for implants to launch a constellation of tens of thousands of satellites in the coming years to support the Starlink broadband internet service. Now, Musk has touted Starlink as an affordable source of high-speed internet for rural communities around the world capable of serving the areas that were unable to access or afford in the past. Now, here's the way to view it, right? Let's say that you, like, depending on, like, the upload speeds of maybe this service, right, for, like, a business, if your business is, like, purely online and you use a lot of data and you have to upload using a lot of data, too, this might be a viable option for you if you want to have the ability 
ability to basically live anywhere that you want to, right? If you want to like live in like a cabin in Montana, maybe this is a good option for you, right? If you want to live literally on like a like on like an island in the middle of the ocean, right off of the United States, right? It might be a good option for you, right? If you're in an area where there's basically no decent internet providers for you, maybe this is a good option for you, right? So that's something for you to actually like really think about and consider, right? What is your specific situation? Are you in a situation, a living situation, that perhaps this is really the only viable option for you and it might be something that you might actually need depending on if you have a big business or not or you just have a very, very rural living situation. So Starlink exited its beta phase in October 2020, and as of January, the SpaceX service has had more than 145,000 users in 25 countries around the world, according to CNBC. That's crazy. So last month, Musk offered to provide Starlink internet access to the nation of Tonga after an undersea volcanic eruption tsunami knocked service offline. So I think this is going to be pretty interesting. Like, probably out of all the billionaires out there, Musk is probably going to be the one to truly provide internet across basically anywhere in the world, right? At the very least, become the first person to actually truly do it. It's just going to be crazy because you got to understand, like, the kind of money that we're talking about is disgusting, right? So, what, 145,000 users? Let's just do this. Calculator. Probably not even spelled it right. Let's check this out. So, 145,000. So, look, 145,000 users, right? Times at the minimum. That's what? 3, 14,355,000. Wait, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so fourteen million three hundred and fifty five thousand per month at the lowest tier, right? So let's clear this. So one four five zero 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 times five hundred. Let's just say that all of them actually end up going that premium thing, which they probably won't, but let's just say, right? To see like the potential of it. Because you know their user base is going to massively increase. So what? Well, that's three, three, seventy-two, seventy-two million, oh, seventy-two million five hundred thousand dollars per month, right? But again, you know their users are going to massively increase over the years, right? So this is easily going to be a one hundred million dollar business per month, just the satellite business. Right, like this is going to generate so much cash flow for his companies, it's going to be insane, right? Because it's also recurring revenue, right? So, another way to look at it, it's not only just going to create massive cash flow for his businesses, right? It is going to skyrocket the value of his companies 
in like a multiple sense, right? Because one of the biggest ways to get the most amount of money if you were to sell your business or in terms of like valuating a business or a public business, right, is how much recurring revenue do they have or if they even have it. This is why Netflix is worth so much, right? Because they have recurring revenue, right? Because it's much easier and cheaper to keep a customer month to month than it is to acquire a brand new customer. So you can see a crazy amount of people who end up using Starlink and literally using Starlink for potentially the rest of their life, right? Especially if they like the service. So that's something to really think about. Like the amount of money that this could actually truly generate is stupid. Like the amount of money is going to be stupid. It's going to be crazy. Melinda Gates betrays Bill Gates in a glorious way. So Melinda Gates decides against giving bulk of her fortune to, guess what, the Gates Foundation. So billionaire Melinda French Gates will no longer give the bulk of her fortune to the foundation she started with her ex-husband, Microsoft founder Bill Gates, according to a report which cites people familiar. With the matter, so French Gates had committed to giving the bulk of her personal fortune, estimated at around $11 billion, to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, one of the world's largest with more than $50 billion in assets. But now, she will spread the money around to other philanthropic causes, the Wall Street Journal reported, citing the people familiar with the matter. Her apparent decision follows her divorce last year from the Microsoft founder. Still, French Gates 57 will maintain her commitment to the Giving Pledge, a campaign by some of the Rose Virgins individuals to give away the majority of their wealth, the Wall Street Journal reported. The change in giving strategy, which hadn't been previously reported, was actually enacted last November, the report said. That's when French Gates published her first individual letter detailing her commitment to the Giving Pledge after her divorce from the Gates was finalized. The couple previously had a joint commitment to the campaign. I recognize the absurdity of so much wealth being concentrated in the hands of one person, and I believe the only responsible thing to do with a fortune this size is give it away as doubtfully and impactfully as possible, French Gates said in her new Giving Pledge letter. The ultimate goal of any philanthropist should be to render the need for philanthropy obsolete. So representative for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation declined to comment. So in 2015, French Gates founded Pivotal Ventures, a charitable organization supporting innovative solutions to problems affecting U.S. women and families. She mentioned that initiative in her Giving Pledge letter. Now, French Gates has a personal net worth of more than $11 billion, according to Bloomberg, and French Gates hasn't rolled out future donations to the foundation that bears her name. The former couple made a joint donation last July. Last month, the pair jointly appointed a new board of trustees for the foundation, and French Gates remains a co-chair with involvement in its operations, and the former couple still makes occasional joint announcements regarding the foundation's initiatives. Now, the couple finalized their divorce in August 2021, and in a December blog post, and Bill Gates described 2021 as the most unusual and difficult year of my life. Gates has faced scrutiny in recent months over allegations that he engaged in inappropriate relationships with subordinates during his time at Microsoft. And earlier this year, 
the company announced an independent probe into its handling of the investigation into the allegations. Now, the thing to really get from this story, for those that end up stumbling upon this and staying this far into this, is that this is pretty much all BS, right? To put it frankly, this is all BS. Because all these super elite billionaires, right, claim that they're going to give away their money but they're going to give away their money to charities that are under their name, that they own, that they run? Really? Right? So that's something to really think about. Anytime you have these super elite, super rich individuals basically say like, oh yeah, we pledge to give the bulk of our net worth to philanthropic causes, right? Because they want to do it in the best way possible. They want to do the most... Right, But the thing is, they believe, truly, that the only ones to really make a change in the world are themselves, right? Which is why they create their own foundations. This is why they create their own charities with specific causes, right? So that they could push specific goals with those causes, right? So... You just got to understand, whenever these super billionaires say that they plan to give away their money, okay, maybe read a little bit and be like, wait a minute, you say you're going to give away the majority of your money, but the foundations that you're putting your money into, the charities that you put your money into are just under your name, or that you own it in some way? That seems kind of sketchy. Now, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with opening up your own charity or opening up your own foundation. Just be honest about it, right? Don't try to, like, go under the guise of, like, oh, we're just, you know, generous billionaires that we're going to give away all of our wealth. That's never the case, right? These people are generous to their goals and their ideals, and they believe that they got to have control to achieve them, right? Because think about it. How else did they even achieve their billions if they didn't do it themselves, right? They had to take control and do it. So you think that they're going to just what? Randomly trust different organizations that they have no input on as to what is going to be done? No, that's not going to happen, right? They're going to do everything in their power to control everything that they can, right? Because it's the only thing that actually makes sense. Because let me think about it. If you believed a certain viewpoint, right? Let's say like, okay, let's say that you just have like this type of viewpoint as like an example, right? I view that the only way to stop people from killing themselves in terms of diabetes from overeating, right, obesity, is that the only way to do that is to make it illegal for people to eat certain foods, right? Just use that as an example, right? So if I believe that, do you think I would trust all my wealth into charities that are not going to go down that line of thinking in terms of hiring people 
in certain legal fields, certain legal positions to start basically promoting that into law, right? That's the way you got to like view it, right? They might not necessarily do things directly themselves, but they want overall, like, you know, a thousand feet in the air, be able to control the pieces on the board to get their goal, right? And that's the thing that people got to really understand, right? You may not necessarily see these billionaires on like a day-to-day basis in terms of like news and all that kind of stuff, but they're probably at their home or office or whatever with basically their blueprint of what they are planning to do in terms of reaching specific goals and a lot of these different organizations, these foundations, these charities are different pieces on the board that they control, right? Like, have you ever heard of the game Risk, right? Which, like, the goal of that is to basically take over the world, right, by taking over other countries, right, or people's land through various methods, right? This is basically them playing real-life Risk, right? They're trying to achieve specific goals with pieces that they own, and the more pieces that they own, the higher the likelihood that their goal, whatever it might be, will be achieved, right? So that's something to really understand.